Believers, it's Dr. Shantae, and welcome to another episode of Believing Bigger, the podcast that equips entrepreneurs and influencers with the tools, the confidence, and most importantly, the faith to believe bigger in their dreams. Welcome, oh, welcome to episode 75 of this podcast. I realized a few weeks ago as I was loading in another episode, I was like, wow, we are we have done a lot of episodes. And many of you have been there with me for the entire 75 in the beginning when things were a little rough, <laughs> a little rough. Um, there are some episodes in the queue that I just cringe at to this day, but I thank you guys so much for bearing with me and sticking in it with me for this whole time. Um, I just really can't say enough wonderful things about you because if you were not listening, I would not be doing this. And so episode 75, but it is season three. It's episode number 13 in this season. And we are finishing out our 12 ways to grow your faith in 2017 series. Let me tell you, the invitations are already starting to go out for interviews for becoming a member of the 12 Faith Collective. That is where I will be coaching and mentoring a group of 12 influencers who are trying to make impact in the world. So if you have not submitted your application, if you haven't listened to the audio orientation, please head over to my blog or you can go to bit.ly forward slash join the 12 bit.ly forward slash join the 12. So here we are at the end of our series, 12 ways to grow your faith in 2017. And we're starting with nine which is trust the process. This really gets into the nitty gritty of being a believer because our timing is not God's timing. And some of us are more impatient than others. Guilty as charged. However, trusting the process, it says this, your destiny is tied to your belief that what God has for you is absolutely for you. So if you're supposed to have it, it's not going to pass you by. And so I know sometimes it's hard to believe that when we get our hopes up about certain things. But keep in mind that last week we talked about whatever you ask within the will of God, he's going to grant it for you. And that's the confidence that we have. But if you look over in the book of James, James, I believe chapter one, he talks about why we don't get our prayers answered. And part of the reason why we don't get our prayers answered is because we don't ask Uh, for the right things or we ask with the wrong motives. And so sometimes we ask for things just because we want people to ooh and ah and be like, oh my gosh, girl, a dude, you know, you the man. And if you're doing it for those reasons, no matter what you say out of your mouth, God truly knows the intentions of your heart and whether you're seeking social glorification. And so sometimes that's the reason why our prayers don't get answered. But sometimes our prayers have just not been answered yet. Give God time because there are some things that have to be worked out. There are some things that have to fall into place in order for you to get the blessings that you ask for. So trust the process. And the scripture reference for this is Galatians 6, 9, which says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Let's look at that. First of all, it says at the proper time, we cannot determine what that time ought to be. Um, And I know that I've said earlier, way, way back in the beginning of of podcasts, even in the first season, that when you try to eat fruit that is unripe, it is awful. It is completely awful. A banana that's not ripe, 
tastes like a potato. It's awful. And so you have to remember that all of these things have a proper time to ripen. Your blessings have a proper time to ripen. So do not give up. Let us continue to do good because sometimes that's where the discouragement comes in. When you look around and you see people prospering that are not on the straight and narrow path and you see people prospering that could care less about, you know, virtue and trying to create impact or influence. It discourages you and it makes you think for a minute, like, wait a minute, what am I doing? What am I doing? Why am I on the straight and narrow path? Why am I being a goody goody? Why am I trying to be upright and righteous? Because God sees your efforts. God knows when you have been faithful. And so even though the acknowledgement doesn't come when you want it to come, trust and believe that it absolutely is coming. And I have tangible examples of this. So if you think about Joseph back in the book of Genesis, Joseph, the one whose brothers threw him in, uh, sold him into slavery. Joseph ultimately ended up getting thrown in jail and falsely accused of some things before he ascended to his position as a ruler in Egypt. We talked last week about Daniel. Daniel got thrown into the lion's den before he became a ruler in Babylon. If you go to the book of Ruth, Ruth was homeless. Okay. (laughs) Ruth was homeless and broke. Okay. Before she happened upon Boaz and he discovered her working in the field. And then we think about Jesus. Jesus went to the cross. Jesus was crucified before he rose three days later with all power in his hand. And so please trust the process. Every person that you admire, everyone that you think is a a great man or woman of God or an excellent entrepreneur or a tremendous influencer, if you read their stories, you will see that every single last one of them faced tremendous adversity of some kind before they were able to ascend to these higher heights. And so if you look at some of these stories, please know that nobody had like a a silver spoon type of existence. And even those that we think do have a silver spoon existence, we're just thinking about money. But we don't know about the struggles and the heartaches and the heartbreaks that are happening behind closed doors. If you think money is the cure to all problems, just ask the Kardashians. And I'm going to leave that right there. Number 10, stop talking. The Bible says this, be slow to speak and swift to hear. It pays to be observant, to not fill up the space with noise and to pay attention to the world around you. Sometimes we can be really, um, I don't want to say self-centered, but self-focused. Sometimes we are so about our grind and we're so about our hustle and we're so about keeping our eyes on the quote unquote prize, trying to move and trying to shake and trying to do this and trying to do that, that we really don't realize that we're missing out on some things that are happening around us, some important things. And so one of the things that the Bible says is to be slow to speak and swift to hear. We need to be paying attention to some things happening around us so that we can hear what God is actually trying to say. A lot of times too, is that sometimes we feel like because we are experts or influencers that we have to be the one to kind of fill up the room with our expert opinion. We have to kind of show our gravitas and our bravado and and show that, you know, we know what we're talking about and that we truly are the expert that we espouse to be. But sometimes it just pays to just have a seat. (laughs) Sometimes it pays just to be quiet. And there are many, and I do mean many, I really could have gone another 10 minutes with this, but there are about 47 scriptures in the Bible that specifically talk about being quiet, that specifically talk about hushing up. And here are three. Psalms 141.3 says this, 
Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. You know why? Because the book of James says that the tongue is a deadly evil, is full of poison. Out of the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. And if you're always talking, you're not listening. Do I have anybody out here listening that is a teacher that teaches children or uh, even some chatty adults? When people are talking, 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 that means that they cannot receive. And so if you're always talking, always doing, always moving, always busy. That means that you can't get still enough to listen, to watch, to observe, and most importantly, to learn. Proverbs 18.2 says this, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. And we know people like that. And so don't be that person. Make sure that you leave space and room to entertain other perspectives. It doesn't mean that you have to agree with them, but you can at least listen to them because the Bible says this, in all you're getting, get understanding. In all of your getting, get wisdom. And wisdom is hard to acquire when you are always flapping off at the gums. And 1 Thessalonians 4.11 says this, and you should study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. In other words, stay in your your lane. Don't get caught up in this social media foolishness. I know that you guys know that there are some people that put things on social media just to get a response, just to try to get the opinions in, just to try to get people going, just to try to get people at odds with one another, you know, just instigating and starting stuff. Don't get caught up in that foolishness. The Bible says, look, stay in your lane, study to be quiet. Don't go out there trying to make waves and being a busybody. Do your own business and work with your own hands. Stay focused but do so in such a way that you are creating the space to get still and to listen. I often wonder when we talk about successful people, one of the things that they often talk about is their morning routine and how critical those first few minutes in the morning really are. And so if you have taken those first few minutes in the morning to reach for your cell phone and boom, you're in social media or boom, you are in email checking for the day or anything of that sort, you haven't even taken just those few precious wake up minutes just to sit, to reflect, to meditate, to think, to pray, to give God thanks and praise and to ask him to reveal his plan for your life. And all of that happens in quiet. So number 10 tip for growing your faith in 2017 is stop talking so much. Number 11, and this one is an emotional one for many people. Number 11 is about letting go. And it says this, when someone walks away from your life or God removes them, understand that some doors cannot open until other doors have closed for good. I don't know why it is that we seem to be hardwired. And I'm not going to say you, I'm going to say we, because I have been guilty of this, of holding on to toxicity, of somehow convincing ourselves that we are destined to suffer. Sometimes we act as though there is a group of people handing out badges for suffering, for struggling, like somehow or another, we can't really call ourselves what we are unless we have suffered and unless we have struggled and unless we have dealt with a bunch of BS and a bunch of drama, because this is not the Cub Scouts. This is not the Girl Scouts. There is not somebody waiting to sew a badge on your jacket or on your backpack because you dealt with some drama that day. 
cut it. Okay. If there are people in your life that are like that, the Bible says that God has called us to peace. And so let's look at Psalms 2710, which says, even if my father and my mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close because as much as we would like to, not everybody has a close relationship with their families. Some people have complicated, complex, challenging relationships with their families. Yes, even their parents. And that's if they have two. So the Bible says that even if things with my father and mother are sketchy, the Lord will hold me close. You don't have to go chasing affection. You don't have to audition for affection. You don't have to audition for love. God's love is enough. The Bible says my grace is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient to cover any deficits, even those that happen in familial relationships. Now, God is always also pushing us towards reconciliation. But if reconciliation is not possible because reconciliation requires two willing hearts. Hello, somebody. It takes two to make a thing go right. If reconciliation is not possible and both parties are not willing, the Bible says that the Lord will hold you close. First Corinthians 715. And this is regarding husbands and wives, because sometimes as much as we say, you know, till death do us part, sometimes that is lip service and it doesn't work out the way that we hope or that we plan. And it says, if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. Or the King James Version says, let him depart. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. Look at that. You are not enslaved. Uh, I believe the King James Version says you are not in bondage or you are not under the law. God has called you to peace. If you have ever been in a bad relationship, that is exactly what it feels like. Bondage, slavery, you are drained, you are tired. You find yourself thinking about how it used to be because thinking about how it is right now just ain't popping, honey. Okay, so when you, in a situation like that, if they leave, once upon a time, I used to think, so just being fully transparent here, once upon a time, I used to think that getting left in that situation was the worst thing that could happen to me because I had abandonment issues from an absent father. So I had a lot of emotional drama and trauma connected to that. But don't you know, in hindsight, that wasn't something that was happening to me. That was something that was happening for me because I have freedom and I feel light and I feel like the shackles have fallen off my mind and my wrist. And it's a beautiful thing. Now, look, don't let me throw in a disclaimer. Don't be listening to this podcast and going home telling your husband or wife, Dr. Shantae said, I got to let you go. No, 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 no. Cause I don't want no emails and I don't want no tweets and I don't want no uh, shady grams. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is what the Bible says. The Bible says, if capital I F the unbelieving partner, meaning the person who does not trust God enough to honor the covenant that they made, it says, if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be. So let them go. The Bible says, Babu, Okay, I'm paraphrasing. It doesn't say Babu, but you know what I mean. Okay. And then 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says this, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So here we're talking about friendships. Sometimes you need to separate yourself. Like last week we talked about, you know, being guilty by association. Sometimes you need to separate yourself from toxic people. Sometimes you need to separate yourself because even though they might be popular, it doesn't mean that they are in alignment and walking in alignment with what it is that you aspire to do and who you aspire to be and to live your truth and to be authentic. And so it says, don't be misled. Don't be 
fooled. Don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. And last but certainly not least, the Bible says to forgive because nothing, oh, nothing blocks a blessing like holding a grudge. Forgiveness is not for the person that wronged you. It is an act of obedience for God forgiving your sins. And I know that we don't always want to hear that part of it, but sometimes we have to just check ourselves and humble ourselves and say, wait a minute. We serve a God of second, third, and million chances because if we're being completely honest and transparent with ourselves, all of us have done some dirt. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short. Well, what I did wasn't as bad as what so-and-so did. Who are you to judge that? Who are you to judge that? Either way it goes, sin separates. That's what sin does. Sin separates. Sin breaks fellowship. So the minute you cuss somebody out in your head, fellowship is broken. The minute you go to cussing somebody out in road rage, the fellowship is broken. As soon as you see somebody and think to yourself, the fellowship is broken. So with our thoughts, with our attitudes, with our actions, every single day, there is something that we have said, done, or thought that requires God's grace, mercy, and forgiveness. And so we always have to keep in mind that we have also been on the receiving end of forgiveness. And so I don't want you to go into 2017 with block blessings because you are looking sideways and other ways and holding on. I had a podcast several episodes ago. I think it was maybe episode five, four or five in this season. Go back and listen to that episode on forgiveness. And I have a couple of scriptures to support this. Mark eleven twenty five says, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. This is so critical, okay, because God cannot bless sin. God cannot bless sin. He can't. You know, there there are things that, you know, God can do. People say God can do anything. Yes and no. God can do anything but fail. God cannot lie. God cannot betray his own convictions. He cannot do that because he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God has not ever blessed sin. Now he has restored people after sin, but he cannot bless it. And so if you are praying for something, for a breakthrough, for abundance, for clarity, for vision, for another job, for another place to live, for whatever it is, the Bible says that make sure that while you are praying that you forgive whomever you have any issues with so that God can forgive your sins and then hear your prayers. And then Psalm 66, 18, this is from David. He backs this up and says, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. When you take the time out to pray and to meditate and to seek God's face, just leave all that foolishness in 2016. Leave it right here. It doesn't matter what they did. It doesn't matter what they said. When I tell you I have had to forgive some pretty awful Okay, horrendous things in my life. Okay, three years ago, my favorite, my only uncle was like a father to me, went out to walk his dog. And 10 minutes later, his house was surrounded by police cars. And my aunt was like, what? He had been murdered. He had been murdered. Within 10 minutes, walking the dog, somebody came along and shot him dead. And holding on to the bitterness, holding on to the 
anger, it's not going to restore my uncle. It's not going to bring him back. So believe me when I tell you, I know what it is, okay, to have to forgive some terrible things. I know what it is to have to forgive some awful betrayals. I know what it is to forgive some backstabbing and some backbiting. I understand what that is. But I will tell you, nothing and no one is worth holding up what God has for you. Really, it's not. So I want to encourage you guys on that note. Thank you for you being with me for these 75 episodes. It's just a blessing. It truly is a blessing. And so this is going to end our series, but it's also going to end us for a little while. We're going on a little bit of a winter break. And so I want you to enjoy your holidays. I want to wish you a blessed Christmas and a happy new year. I will be returning to the airwaves on Wednesday, January 25th with our Believe in Action series. And baby, it's a good one. So if you are looking to manifest some things in your life, grab your pen, grab your pencils, Get ready because the Belief in Action series is how we are kicking off 2017 on January 25th. And I want you guys to make sure that you are prepared to receive. It's going to be like a little bit of a clinic. So make sure that you are ready to receive that. And again, if you have not applied to the 12, please do so by December 31st. Do so by New Year's Eve because interviews are already being scheduled. And I can't tell you how excited I am to be able to work closely with 12 people who are hungry for support and encouragement and accountability and are ready to manifest something in their lives that are sick of the false starts and are ready to really truly do the doggone thing so let's do it i wish you guys much success i love you thank you so much and i'll see you guys in 2017